Okay, mark your calendars. Election Day is exactly one month away, on November 8th. And there's a lot at stake. Voters will choose our next governor and attorney general, among other statewide spots. And local legislative and county seats are also up for grabs. But there's also confusion about voting this year. So today, we're setting the record straight with Boise State Public Radio reporter James Dawson. You'll want to stick around to hear Jimmy's advice on how to exercise your rights this election. It's Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is CityCast Boise. Jimmy, it's it's the most magical time of year for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, that's an apt description of it. Yeah, <laughs> as a political reporter, this is this is your time, uh, your time to shine. So um, main character energy all over here. <laughs> yes, great. yes, yes, yes. There have been things in the last couple of elections, you know, some kind of confusion, maybe even misinformation about who can vote, how to vote, who's eligible, all of that. What are you kind of on the lookout for as a reporter who's fact-checking and saying, nope, not true. What should we be aware of this election? Yeah, because you're right. I mean, the last couple of years, you've had several bills in the legislature come up to try to change how we can vote uh, in the state of Idaho. Not really many of them have passed, though. I I mean, there were were a ton. uh, So, for example, there were uh, bills that would have ended same-day voter registration. That did not pass. uh, Not allowing college students to use their student ID as a form of identification. That did not pass. And really, uh, the college students voting thing, it's like a perennial issue. There there are a lot of people trying to convince college students that they cannot vote in Idaho, which is mm, not true. Not true. Okay. Not true. So you can vote. Uh, we can get into the specifics later. Uh, yeah. But j- just know that you can vote if you are a college student here and meet certain requirements. Yeah. And I guess just like the atmosphere of, you know, confusion and, and uh, or just even when a whiff of one of these bills comes up, it, it can cause some confusion because then people are, maybe didn't follow like, oh, did that end up passing or and like there's no shame in not understanding it, too. Like it's just a confusing thing. It can be, especially with um, precincts have changed with redistricting, too. That's another big, big piece for people who haven't who didn't vote in the Uh, primaries, this will be the first time, I think, right, that they would be potentially going to a different precinct. Yeah, that's right. And and when we're talking about precinct, that means that it's like this boundary of your like more immediate neighborhood. Uh, If you live in Boise, for example, or, you know, uh, Caldwell or Nampa, like the bigger cities, uh, they'll have smaller precincts because there are many more people living in those uh, within those boundaries. But basically, that means is that figures out where you can vote uh, a- along with a couple other things. So if you have voted in the last uh, you know couple elections or whatever, maybe didn't vote in the primary, uh, you may be thinking, oh, yeah, I went to the, you know the school a couple blocks away to vote. And that might not be where you vote uh, in November. Yeah. So it's worth double checking no matter what. Um, yes. And we'll we'll link to how to double check and, and talk about that. So, OK, let's let's start with the, the the 101 question, which is just how can I register? Got to be registered before you can actually vote. How, how can how can folks do that? 
there are three ways to register. So if you have a state issued ID, whether that's a driver's license or just a, a simple identification card, maybe you don't drive, uh, you can still use that ID to go online to uh, uh, voteidaho.gov and you just enter in that information. Uh, you you know click a couple boxes, say, yes, I am a citizen of the United States of America and that you know i live at this address and here's my information and uh cool sign me up to vote uh you can go down to your county clerk's office and uh you know fill fill out that paperwork just make sure to bring your uh you know photo id as well as uh you know a couple things proving your address uh, a cell phone bill does not count so you're mm. going to need like your electricity bill a credit card statement uh you know if you own a home your your property tax uh situation your lease also works if you're a renter um and those are the same uh those are the same sorts of documents that you'll need if you want to go uh, register on election day itself or, uh, you know, in Ada County, we have several weeks of early voting and stuff like that. And you can register there, too. And that that same logic applies to students, which we mentioned before, to college students who uh, maybe don't have an Idaho driver's license, but they uh, go to Boise State, they go to U of I, they go to uh, College of Western Idaho, whatever. And um, yeah, they don't necessarily have that state identification, but they have a, a student ID and they have uh, proof that they live in, in Idaho. Do they have to live in Idaho for a certain number of months or something in the year? What's that? It's 30 days. You have to live in uh, like at your address in the place that you're trying to vote. Uh, for at least 30 days. So the dorms count the yeah, like like uh, a house near campus counts. Absolutely. Right. Right. So uh, you just have to make sure that that's that's the case, as well as uh, do not vote in your home state. If you're coming, to, <laughs> you cannot vote twice. Right. Uh, right. No yeah. absentee ballot for home, wherever home is. <laughs> right. You have to you have to choose. Yeah, that's a really good point. We've kind of talked about it a little bit, but just to be really clear, who's who's eligible? Yeah. So you have to be a citizen of the United States and you have to have lived in Idaho, uh, specifically in the place that you're trying to vote in your precinct uh, for at least 30 days. Now, if for whatever, like, let's say that uh, you moved uh, like 30 days before an election or whatever, like you just changed like apartments or, you know, you moved from, you know, Meridian to Boise or, you know, Boise to Caldwell or wherever. You can also still vote at your old address mm. if you moved within that like little little window. Um, OK, just FYI. Oh, that's really good to know. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, online voter registration deadline, October 14th, um, Friday. That's that's this Friday. And then when you get your ballot, how do you actually vote? So let's say that you I mean, it's the same process, but let's say you got an absentee ballot. You you asked for one, uh, which you can also do online, by the way, just FYI. Mm. You essentially grab a pen and you just scribble in, make sure to completely fill the box of the uh, candidate that you want to vote for. Uh, don't do an X, don't do a check. You got to fill that sucker in uh, completely so that the machine can actually read it when it gets tabulated. Uh, so let's say that, uh, yeah, you're doing that absentee ballot and you fill it all out. Uh, there are a couple steps. You got to make sure to put it in the this weird thing called the privacy sleeve, which I guess means like it, it's it's essentially just another piece of paper um, to kind of block 
it if someone like for whatever reason grabbed your ballot and tried to hold it up to the light i'm guessing okay uh, yeah so, so that they don't see who you voted for um so you got to put it in that privacy sleeve then put it in the envelope the return envelope that you had and sign the back of it sign. make sure to sign the back of it if you do not sign it's not going to count uh and then make sure also if you have an absentee ballot uh the postmark doesn't matter you need to have that at your county clerk's office by 8 p.m. on election day for it to count. Mm. Uh, so some states, uh, you know, I'm thinking of like Pennsylvania, for example, or like a bunch of other ones. If you have a postmarked by the election day, then they'll, you know, count it when they get it a few days later. That's not the case in Idaho. Um, so you can, you know, mail it uh, if you've got enough time or you can drop it off at your county clerk's office on election day. Very similar process. If you go vote in person, you just fill out that ballot, make sure to, you know, fill in all the bubbles uh, completely. And then you just uh, when you're done, put it in the little sleeve that they gave you and hand it to the, you know, uh, friendly person who's uh, uh, going to throw it into a machine. And then, you know, they'll probably ask you your name and then they'll say, Frankie Barnhill voted and then give you a sticker. <laughs> and I get my sticker and I get to walk out the door feeling like, yeah, I, I exercise my rights. Um, so back to the absentee thing. Yeah, the signature piece. That's so important. Did we see any issues with that? Has that been a thing that people forget to do that? And then their votes like, do we have any sense for how often that happens? From my sense, I don't think it happens all that often, but it does happen. Mm -hmm. And the other thing, too, with that signature piece is they're kind of comparing that signature to the signature that you um, used when you registered to vote mm, or or yep. if you like registered online, for example, then they'll check it against your driver's license or, or state ID or whatever, because um, they, they want to make sure that that matches to to make sure no one's voting in your name. Mm, interesting. Yep. Okay. So maybe check out how you how you signed on your <laughs> on your uh, driver's license or something. Are there any new limitations or changes on absentee voting? Because that's been a, a thing. A lot of people like to do that here. And I don't know, I mean, compared to other states, I'm sure that uh, there are plenty of states who've done it who are more uh, more open to absentee voting and have more opportunities and different ways to do it. But generally speaking, like where where does Idaho stand with absentee voting and the the access that it provides for people? Yeah, it's actually funny. Idaho is actually very open uh, in terms of same day voter registration, no excuse absentee ballot voting. I don't know the exact numbers, but there are a good amount of states where, uh, for example, if you want to vote absentee, you have to say you have to like uh, say, oh, OK, well, I'm going to be out of town on a business trip. Oh, you have to have a reason. You have to have a reason. <laughs> oh, you have to uh, say like, oh, I you know, I have a physical disability. I can't make it to the polls or whatever. You have to get a doctor's note. Like there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, whereas here you just say, no, nah, I want to vote absentee and they give you a ballot as long as you meet the other, uh, you know, as long as you're a registered voter, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's actually pretty open here. Okay. So as far as who's going to be on the ballot, let's talk a little bit about some of the races. So of course there's the statewide races. Let's, let's run down some of those and then get into more of the even more local, 
local things that you'll find on your ballot, depending on if you're in Ada County or Canyon County. Right. So we're talking about, uh, you know, governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, uh, superintendent of public instruction, state treasurer, auditor, uh, all, all of those things. You know, basically every single statewide race, uh, aside from, uh, you know, Jim Risch, Senator Jim Risch, he's not up for election right now. Sure. Uh, you know, depending on where you live in Ada and Canyon County, you'll have, uh, you know, congressional districts one and two. Yep. And everyone in the state will uh, vote in the uh, Senator Mike Crapo race as well. Um, not to mention that you'll also have a couple questions uh, on the ballot about uh, whether or not you want the legislature to be able to call itself back into session, uh, you know, without having to get sign off from Governor Brad Little. So that's a that's also a big thing uh, that everyone's going to vote on. OK, what about some of the local things that people will find on their ballot or the kind of positions that are up for election this year? Yeah, I always tell people that the more local election, like the more uh, local the position is, probably the more it's going to affect you in a, in a day-to-day way. So we're talking about county commissioners. We're talking about county sheriffs, uh, you know, recorder of deeds, the, these sorts of things um, that, uh, you know, essentially make policy for, for example, obviously county commissioners make policy for the county. Uh, the, you know, the sheriff's office oversees the, the jail as well as uh, obviously law enforcement operations in, in their respective counties. Not to mention, we should say that every single legislative seat is also up uh, for uh, re-election, uh, all 105 seats. So, uh, of course, definitely read yes. up on your, uh, you know, two representatives and and senator in whichever district you live in. Do you have kind of a voting ritual? What is your what is your voting experience look like? You don't have to tell me how you vote, obviously, <laughs> uh, but. In a literal sense, how do you vote? Do you like to go in person? Do you do it absentee? Uh, do you have like a certain time of day that you like to go? What's that experience like for you? Mm, yeah, I would say that um, maybe my uh, <laughs> my ritual is a little bit different than than other people my age, uh, just because. So uh, to kind of let folks in on things who aren't in journalism, uh, election yep. day essentially like we're we're kind of working all day and then like until you know, one or two o'clock in the morning or later, depending on when all the results come in. So, uh, you know, I, I try to sleep in a little bit. I like to vote in person um, when, mm-hmm. when I can. I haven't done that uh, since the pandemic, uh, but I'm going to this year. Um, mm-hmm. But I usually also like sometimes I vote early, sometimes I don't. Um, but I do like to go to polling places and just see like how busy they are and and talk to people. Yeah. Are we expecting lines? Um, how's that looking for, uh, you know, just what people can expect if they show up after work and they want to hopefully get in and out as quickly as possible and make it, uh, the, the best civic experience of their day, but also one that doesn't take hours. Yeah. If you want to have like the most, (laughs) uh, streamlined voting process, then I would, show up during the downtimes like you know if you can take a break at work and go at like 10 o'clock in the morning they're probably not going to be that many people there uh usually during daytime hours outside of like you know the seven or the 8 a.m 9 a.m slots uh you know it's going to be pretty slow probably after work is when the biggest slam always happens 
And just FYI, if like for whatever reason you're listening to this podcast, uh, you know, at 7.30 p.m. on November 8th and you haven't voted yet, yep. uh, get yourself down there. If you're in line, uh, even if poll- polls close at 8, but even if you're in line when it's 8 o'clock, they have to let you vote. So just stay mm. in that line. Uh, and and you'll be good to go. Don't give up. Don't give up. Stay there. You're almost done. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and we should and we should say that uh, long lines uh, are expected in Canyon County. The county clerk over there mm. uh, said, "Hey, uh, if you can vote absentee, unless you want to stand around for a couple hours." Uh, so wow. yeah, don't yeah, d- definitely uh, don't recommend that uh, if you can avoid it. Yeah. Thanks so much for helping us understand what voting and uh, voter registration looks like in Idaho right now. Of course. Thanks, Frankie. One more thing before you go, be sure to check out our show notes where we have election deadlines to keep you on track and a link to look up your ballot in Ada County, plus how to find where to vote. Remember, your voting location may have changed because of redistricting. Have a question we didn't answer about voting this episode? Send us a text, 208-546-9485. All right, that's all for today here on CityCast Boise. But guess what? You'll be hearing a lot more of us from now on. That's right, this podcast is officially a daily thing now. Every weekday, we'll be in this feed with fresh content at 6 a.m. So we'll see you back here tomorrow. Have a good one, Boise.